All right, everybody, let's continue in the book of Acts. Hope you're doing well. It's your brother, Tim, a.k.a. Talent, representing Young Nation Live. Need y'all to do me a favor. If you have been enjoying this Bible read aloud, please share it with one person. All right, the first person that God puts on your heart. If there's somebody in your life that you're trying to witness to, uh, you can just share this link with them. And this would be a good start for them to uh, be introduced to the word of God and to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, also, can you do me a favor? Whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, please leave a review. And um, and that's it. I appreciate y'all. The other thing I want you to do is just kick back, enjoy this word. If you have any questions, uh, look into it. All right, go to Google, download the app, Got Questions, whatever you need to do. But don't just read through it and miss something and then keep it moving and, and never learn what it was that you missed. That being said, we are in Acts chapter 9. The first caption re reads, Saul becomes a follower of Jesus. This is huge because Saul was a Pharisee and a huge persecutor of all the Christians, having leading them to um, executions, getting them imprisoned, persecuting them heavily, heavily. And it was a huge threat to this growing and new group of believers, the Christians. Paul thought it was blasphemy to preach the, the name of Jesus Christ and uh, was attacking them heavily. So it's very interesting that this first caption reads, Saul becomes a follower of Jesus. Let's see what happens. If you're not familiar with the story of Saul, well, it's very exciting. So get ready to learn about it. Verse one. In Jerusalem, Saul was still trying to scare the followers of the Lord, even saying he would kill them. He went to the high priest and asked him to write letters to the synagogues in the city of Damascus. Saul wanted the high priest to give him the authority to find people in Damascus who were followers of the way. That's another thing they're calling what Christianity is and was back then they were calling it the way that's why if you're reading along with me the way is capitalized if he found any believers there men or women women he would arrest them and bring them back to jerusalem so saul went to damascus when he came near the city a very bright light from heaven suddenly shined around him he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him saul saul why are you persecuting me? Saul said, Who are you, Lord? The voice answered, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Get up now and go into the city. Someone there will tell you what you must do. The men traveling with Saul just stood there, unable to speak, unable to speak. They heard the voice, but they saw no one. Saul got up from the ground and opened his eyes, but he could not see. So the men with him held his hand and led him into Damascus. For three days, Saul could not see. He did not eat or drink. So he went blind um, after his encounter with the Lord Jesus. Verse 10. There was a follower of Jesus in Damascus named Ananias. In a vision, the Lord said to him, Ananias. Ananias answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight Street, Straight Street, 
find the house of Judas and ask for a man named Saul from the city of Tarsus. There's a caption above Judas. It reads, this is not either of the apostles named Judas. So somebody different. So he said, ask for a man named Saul from the city of Tarsus. Uh, He is there now praying. He has seen a vision in which a man named Ananias came and laid his hands on him so that he could see again. So, wow. Um, Saul had a run-in, had an encounter with the Lord Jesus. He's, he's now blinded from the, from the encounter. The people with Saul led him into the city of Damascus because he couldn't see. So now he's there praying, and the Lord showed him in a vision that he would um, meet this man, Ananias, and Ananias would restore his sight. Now the Lord is visiting Ananias, telling him what he showed to Saul and confirming it from that side. So watch what the Lord does here and uh, watch how he makes the connection between the two. So, but Ananias answered, Lord, many people have told me about this man, Saul. They told me about the many bad things he did to your holy people in Jerusalem. Now he has come here to Damascus. The leading priests have given him the the power to arrest all people who trust in you. There's a caption above trust in you, which reads, literally, who call on your name, meaning to show faith in Jesus by worshiping him or praying to him for help. So Saul was given authority by the leading priest to persecute and arrest all the believers in Christ. So Ananias is obviously hesitant to help this man. He's heard about Paul, or excuse me, Saul. Verse 15, but the Lord Jesus said to Ananias, go, I have chosen Saul for an important work. I want him to tell other nations, their rulers, and the people of Israel about me. I will show him all that he must suffer for me. So Ananias left and went to the house of Judas. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Saul, my brother, the Lord Jesus sent me. That's obedience. He did not trust this man, Paul, or Saul, but he trusted the Lord Jesus. So he went to Saul, who he was afraid of at first, but he trusted Jesus. He followed Jesus' commands, went to Saul and laid hands on him and called him my brother because he trusted that, the, that um, Jesus really converted him and called, him and called Saul for the work of the Lord, that, that Saul was now one of them. And Ananias trusted that, and so he called him my brother. He goes on to say, he is the one you saw, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, So Ananias left. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Saul, my brother, the Lord Jesus sent me. He is the one you saw on the road when you came here. He sent me so that you can see again and also be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something that looked like fish scales fell off Saul's eyes. He was able to see. Then he got up and was baptized. After he ate, he began to feel strong again. Because remember, he hadn't eaten or drank for three days. He was just praying, blind, after his encounter with the Lord. And Ananias says, that was Jesus who you met. So the scales literally fall off of Saul's eyes. And he's ready to go. He got baptized. 
Next caption reads, Saul begins to tell about Jesus. Saul stayed with the followers of Jesus in Damascus for a few days. Soon he began to go to the synagogues and tell people about Jesus. He told the people, Jesus is the Son of God. He's witnessing. All the people who heard Saul were amazed. They said, This is the same man who was in Jerusalem trying to destroy the people who trust in Jesus? There's a caption above that. It reads, Literally who call on his name. And that's why he has come here, to arrest the followers of Jesus and take them back to the leading priests. But Saul became more and more powerful in proving that Jesus is the Messiah. His proofs were so strong that the Jews who lived in Damascus could not argue with him. So again, these people are like, who's this guy? He he was just persecuting and arresting people who believed in Jesus. Now he's confessing Jesus and preaching to them about Jesus. So much so that they couldn't even argue with him. He was so compelling that they couldn't argue with him. Next caption reads, Saul escapes from some Jews. Verse 23, after many days, some Jews made plans to kill Saul. They were watching the city gates day and night. They wanted to kill Saul, but he learned about their plan. One night, some followers that Saul had taught helped him leave the city. They put him in a basket and lowered it down through a hole in the city wall. Next caption reads, Saul in Jerusalem. It's funny now that he's preaching Jesus. Now they want to attack and persecute him. Saul in Jerusalem. Verse 26. Then Saul went to Jerusalem. He tried to join the group of followers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe that he was really a follower of Jesus. But Barnabas accepted Saul and took him to the apostles. He told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the road and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. Then he told them how boldly Saul had spoken for the Lord in Damascus. And so Saul stayed with the followers and went all around Jerusalem speaking boldly for the Lord. He often had arguments with the Greek-speaking Jews who began making plans to kill him. When the believers learned about this, they took Saul to Caesarea, and from there they sent him to the city of Tarsus. The church in Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had a time of peace, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, these groups of believers became stronger in faith and showed their respect for the Lord by the way they lived. So as believers, we can take notes of that. We should be becoming stronger in our faith and continually showing our our respect for the Lord by the way we live. So So our lifestyle should reflect our faith. It goes on to say that, so the church everywhere grew in numbers. And that should also be a testimony of our faith. Um, The church should be growing. The body of believers should be growing, should be increasing. It doesn't have to increase rapidly as it did here in the beginning, but it should be growing nevertheless. Next caption reads, Peter in Lydia and Joppa. Peter was traveling through all the areas around Jerusalem, and he stopped to visit the believers who lived in Lydia. There he met a man named and Aeneas, and Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had not been able to get out of bed 
for the past eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. He stood up immediately. All the people living in Lydda, Lydia and on the plain of Sharon saw him, and they decided to follow the Lord. In the city of Joppa, there was a follower of Jesus named Tabitha. Her Greek name, Dorcas, means a deer. She was always doing good things for people and giving money to those in need. While Peter was in Lydia, Tabitha became sick and died. They washed her body and put, and put it in an upstairs room. The followers in Joppa heard that Peter was in Lydia, which was not far away. So they, so they sent two men who begged him, Hurry, please come quickly. Peter got ready and went with them. When he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room. All the widows stood around him. They were crying and showing him the coats and other clothes that Tabitha had made during her time with them. Peter sent all the people out of the room. He knelt down and prayed. Then he turned to Tabitha's body and said, Tabitha, stand up. She opened her eyes. She opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her stand up. Then he called the believers and the widows into the room. He showed them that Tabitha. He showed them Tabitha. She was alive. People everywhere in Joppa learned about this, and many believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for many days at the home of, the, of a man named Simon, who was a leather worker. That's it for chapter 9. That's where it ends. So, a lot happened, starting with the conversion of Saul of Tarsus. Saul was a religious fanatic, a zealous Jewish leader, a Pharisee, and he was he, he was uh, hellbound on persecuting the new Christians, the Christian, the believers, the believers in Jesus Christ, saying that what they were doing and preaching was blasphemy. So he was persecuting them, getting them arrested, and agreeing for their some of the, some of their executions. Then he's on his way to Damascus to continue doing what he set out to do: persecute and arrest Christians. And he has an encounter with the Lord Jesus. He doesn't know it at first. The light is so so bright and the voice so big when it just stops Saul in his tracks. He looks up. He can't see anything. And Jesus says to him, Saul, why do you persecute me? And, and, and he looks up and he's like, who is this, Lord? And Jesus is like, it is I, Jesus, whom you persecute. So he confirms it. So Saul loses his sight. He needs to be led by his his um the people he was with to Damascus because he can't see now. Um, and there his sight is restored by another believer named Ananias. And um Ananias confirms that that was indeed Jesus who he had met on on the road on their way to Damascus. And um Ananias confirmed what Paul had heard from Jesus and and vice versa. So there was confirmation that they were meant to be together and the purpose for their their um their connection was for Ananias to for Ananias to lay his hands on Saul and restore his sight. And from there on, Saul became a, a full out believer. He started preaching, he got baptized immediately after that and started preaching. People didn't believe him, people were afraid of him because he had spent so much time 
radically persecuting the Christians, but now he's preaching Jesus. People can't believe it, but this is what's happening. All right, so things are just getting interesting and exciting for the body of believers. Not, not only believers, not only are they growing every single day, um, little by little, working signs and wonders. Peter in this chapter also raised a girl from, from death, a lady from death. Um, but major um, role players are being added to the group, such as Saul. Um, that's, that's, that's huge. And it's huge because of the, um, the calling that God has for his life. Nothing special about Saul. It's just the calling that the Lord has on his life. And that we're about to learn a lot more about um, moving forward as we continue to read the book of Acts. So it's exciting times for the new church. And um, yeah, that's what we're going to read more about as the book of Acts continues. This is the establishing of the Christian church, also known as the way. And um, yeah, all the believers, all the new believers in Christ led by the apostles. They're growing daily. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now just grateful for the, the foundation that was laid by Peter, whom Jesus called the rock. Um, he said, and on this foundation, the church will be established and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And that is what's happening, Lord. This is the foundation of the Christian church, the body of Christ. And 2000 plus years later, we are still growing. As it was back then, the numbers were added to daily. That is the case now, growing, growing, growing. Help us to, to be diligent in the work of the Lord. Help us to be, to be bold in our witness. Help us to continue to study and devote ourselves to prayer and to take this walk serious. Help us not to be like the world, um, but help us to be set apart, um, Christ-like. Help us to stay in the way, following the truth, led by your Holy Spirit. Lord, lead us, guide us, keep us, and cause your light to shine upon us. We thank you for everything, Lord. Bless the listener and encourage them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, love y'all. God bless you. Um, stay tuned for chapter 10. I hope you guys are enjoying this book. Um, don't forget to leave a review for this podcast and also invite one more person so they can hear the word of God. All right, I love y'all. Once again, stay tuned for chapter 10. Peace.